If you spend any time at all around Greek people, you will eventually hear a lot about Greece. Many people of Greek descent who live here in the United States try to visit as often as they can this beautiful homeland of theirs. Of course, now no one can do anything because we're in a viral pandemic. But in normal times, people try to visit Greece as often as they can. They'll go to their village, to their choryo, to an island perhaps, perhaps the island from which their family comes, Patmos or Skopelos or some other island in Greece just for a vacation, the Akopes. And when they can't go, they'll reminisce and they'll tell stories. Stories of beautiful summer evenings by the water. Stories of that warm, dry wind that blows the smell of souvlaki and the sound of the buzuki up the street to where they are. Of the relaxed three-hour dinners and of the spirit of the people, which is so spontaneous and good-natured and fun-loving and good-humored. The very best advertising for the nation of Greece is the people of Greece. Of course, Greece, just like all other places, is currently experiencing very difficult times, as we all are around the whole world. And in the history of this tiny Mediterranean country, they have had several times where they've experienced hard times, in decades before or centuries before. And during those times, spirited people left that country and came across the Atlantic and immigrated to America and settled here. And as they established themselves, they began to bring over priests. And soon parishes like this one were established. And they became the heart and soul of that ethnic community. It was the center of their life. Celebrations were there marriages and baptisms with food and dancing. There were places where organizations like AHEPA met to advance the Greek people in this country. There were places where you would just come to socialize for entertainment, where you would hear music and play tavli or backgammon, or in the case of this parish here, poker. When we think of the past, a phrase comes to mind, distance makes the heart grow fonder. And it's true not only with regard to physical distance from here to Greece, but also temporal distance, the distance of time. Most of us long to be in familiar places with familiar people, people who know us, people who understand us. And so we reminisce. We reminisce about that family dinner with our cousins in Greece many years ago or about riding on the back of a moped down a country road searching for mushrooms. That college road trip that one took with his friends to South Georgia, where he spent Holy Week. And I can't help but imagine that just as we might long for the past, or just as we might long for our homeland, Greece, or somewhere else, the Jews who were living at the time of Christ, who were living scattered all across the Mediterranean, probably felt very much the same way about the Holy Land and the city of Jerusalem 
as we might feel about Greece or about some special golden time of the past. They lived far away from others who spoke their mother tongue, far away from the temple, far away from those holy places that reminded them daily of their identity. And we read, or we hear, in today's reading from the Acts of the Apostles, that after St. Stephen was martyred, that was the beginning of a great persecution against the Christians. And the apostles who were in, in Jerusalem scattered all across the Mediterranean world. But this did not mean that the faith was quenched and silenced and stopped. On the contrary, these apostles who were scattered all over the place told the good news of Christ wherever they were, mostly to the Jews. But it, we heard that today that there were some of those people, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who spoke also to the Hellenists, to the non-Jews, the Gentiles, the Greeks in Antioch. And it makes sense when you think about it. These were Jews who were living away from Jerusalem in Cyprus and Cyrene. And just like we who have been in this country for many years have gotten used to the language and to the people and to the customs here, and we've become friendly with the people and connected to them, it makes sense that it would be these people who would share the good news with the Gentiles, with the non-Jews. So if you've ever felt a longing for the past or a longing for a place like Greece, if you've ever felt distant and apart, like a stranger living in a strange land, God can use you too. You too can become a messenger of God's good news, just like those apostles from Cyprus and Cyrene. And there's one thing I'm going to ask you to do to become like those apostles, and that is to share your longing. Share your longing, not for the suvlaki, share your longing for the faith of your fathers and mothers. Those memories you have of praying with your parents at your bedside when you were a child, of perhaps the piety of your aunt in Greece, who every morning would go around to all the candelia and make sure the oil was filled and the wicks were trimmed and the light was lit in front of the icons. Of that time, perhaps, that you attended a wedding or a baptism in Greece or anywhere else. Share your memories of the founders of this community, your fathers and mothers and grandmothers and grandfathers who sacrificed to establish this place, who built this building here for you. These memories are like water in a dry and thirsty land. They are water for people who are thirsty for this kind of faith, for this kind of piety. We heard in the reading from the Acts of the Apostles that when Barnabas came to Antioch and saw the grace of God that was there, it says, Parakali pandas ti prothesi tis cardias prosmenin to kirio, ke prosetethi ochlos ikanos to kirio. Translated, that is, when he came and saw the grace of God there, he encouraged all of them 
with purpose of heart to continue steadfastly in and with and toward the Lord. And a great crowd was presented to the Lord. Now that word prothesi doesn't just mean purpose, as in prothesitis cardias, purpose of heart. The word prothesi also means a setting forth, placing something before you as an offering. In fact, it's the same word that we use to describe the place where the bread is placed that is offered to become the body and blood of Christ, the prothesis. And in the Holy Scriptures, in the Gospels, it even refers to the bread that was placed on the table in the Jewish temple of the Old Testament, the bread of presence, the 12 loaves of bread that were placed every Sabbath in the temple, the bread of the presence. And it reminds me of our friends, Nikos and Maria, who about one year ago came to this community from Greece for training at Maxwell Air Force Base. And when they came, they brought with them, packed in a little can among all their goods and possessions, a little yeast. In Greek, the word is prosimi. They brought with them a little yeast from Greece. And with that, virtually every week, they baked a prosphoro loaf of bread for use in the divine liturgy. But this yeast, this prosimi, it wasn't just a necessary ingredient for the rising of bread. It was a taste of their home. It was a sourdough memory of a land in which the faith of their fathers and mothers is so rich and deep. After 2,000 years, it's much deeper there than it is here. We're just a few hundred years old. When Elder Ephrem of Vatopedi came to the United States with a copy of an icon from his monastery on Manathos, the Panagia Vimatarisa, which is now at our retreat center in South Carolina, he called it Zimi Tis Panagias, leaven of the all-holy Virgin Mary. But what about you? Will you share a little of the yeast of your experience with those around you? Will you share with your children and grandchildren, with your nieces and nephews, those memories you have of the faith of your fathers and mothers? Will you share them with your friends and neighbors when the opportunities arise? Because just as yeast is necessary for bread to rise, how else will the Orthodox faith rise in this country without a little leaven from heaven? So will you throw a little bit of yeast into the amber fields of grain here in America, the beautiful? Will you share that faith, share those memories? How else will that bread rise except with a little leaven from heaven? Amen.